Hello, we're back again. Uh, we're going to start out this week, instead of a little news, we're going to go back with a little This Week in History news. How's that sound, fellas? Sounds good to me. There's a little, yeah, um, we started with, uh, what did I find this week? Uh, 1920, the 19th Amendment was adopted, allowing the women to now, they can vote now, which is pretty exciting. Very exciting. Uh, in 44, the... I uh, love women. They're, they're all right. Yeah. I love my wife. <laughs> and I'm glad she can vote. <laughs> uh, in 44, Paris was liberated from the Nazis. Uh, in 63, Martin Luther King gave his I Have a Dream speech in D.C. And in 2005, Katrina made landfall in Florida and then in New Orleans nice. this week. I don't, well, I said nice there. I don't think nice. What is the, what is the hurricane that's about to hit? Laura, she Laura. hit. Laura. She did hit. Yeah. She's like in, I think, northern Wait, Louisiana. Wait, there's now. two. There's, well, there's Marco. Two. Right, he's is, behind her. And he's the one that's going to hit in Houston, no, or uh, Texas, some, I right? think. That area? Yeah. And New Orleans may get some surges, some really big wave surges, I think they're well, saying. Like some of the flooding, too, aftermath. Yeah. Because right. they, they, at one point, thought there could be a possibility they joined forces, which would be like oh man, one in a... X amount of million chances that well, this actually happens. Isn't that what the movie The Perfect Storm, A Perfect Storm, was based on? Like well, the merging was, of two, yes. like hurricanes or something like that. That was in or, the Northeast. Yeah, yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it was. It was Northeast, but it would be similar to that. Correct. Mm. Wow. As far as but I that know, happened yeah. at sea. Did that one happen at sea? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Major waves. Yeah. That's what. Is that the movie where the boat tipped? Yeah. Mark yes. Wahlberg. Yes, I've seen George it. George Clooney, yeah. I think, was in that one. Was he? Yeah. Yeah, he, he was the captain, wasn't he? Was he the captain of the boat? Maybe. I'm not for sure. I can't remember. It's IMDb. been a long time. I think I've watched it a few times, <laughs> but it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Yeah. Man, I, you know, I I was on drop, getting ready to drop the kids off uh, to the babysitter. And uh, uh, just we always kind of pray on the way and that you know I just pray for those people man mm-hmm. like and it didn't seem like a whole lot of uh warning cuz it went from a category 1 to a category 4 all in a day yeah but i think they're calling it a tropical tropical storm now by the time it hits it's, Dude, gonna, it's moving that's, fast that's good oh really that's yeah good. it's not like dorian last year where it was just slow kind of slow build yeah. slow build yeah yeah. Mm. yeah be some anxieties living down there for sure why i mean we were on vacation during fair week uh, a few years ago when the one came on the west side of Florida, you know, came up that way and mm-hmm. hit right there where we were in Florida. And, you know, I didn't live there, man. Like I, I could pack up and leave. Right. And I remember, you know, it was from Wednesday on, I mean, it just wrecked our vacation, not because we couldn't stay and kind of go through it, but you just that's all you were just watching the news the whole time you know and i don't even live there man right. so to go through that and and you know for your livelihood and your home and your family to be there like oh man it's just it's just sad and and you know some of the things that can be devastated from that so definitely be in prayer for that and um you know kind of moving forward so is that what we got Nelson for the news that's what i got for the news this week hey good stuff it that the the news seemed a bit outdated, Cody. Dun dun. I am <laughs> I am a huge nerd. So <laughs> you've got to deal with it. And so does everybody listening. Yes. So there you and go. the reason we have to deal with it is because uh Nate is not with us today. Mm-hmm. Um this is one of several weeks where Correct. Nate is just this is his busy time. Starting up school. Yeah. He was he stopped in to drop some stuff off and he was just talking about some of the things going on at the schools and how busy it is. And, you know, I heard a great quote from their superintendent, uh, Quincy um, Gray, who was on the podcast, you know, several episodes ago. But she said to the staff, essentially, and, and this is not her quote exactly, but essentially she said, hey, listen, let's do everything we can right to give the school the best chance and these kids the best chance to have, you mm-hmm. know, normalcy. If we do it all, if we do it right, if we put the work in, you know, then we're giving these kids a chance to have school, you know, and I, I don't know about your kids, but mine have been 
super excited oh, about yeah. being there. Yeah, mine too. Mine too. You don't see that very often, man. Like The kids <laughs> are yet. glad <laughs> to be at school yeah. right now. And I think the parents are too. <laughs> yes, I think so too. I think it's it's good and... You know, it, it there's definitely some things that have changed in in regard to the way it was, and one of the things that really broke my heart, and you know, we won't get into this, but it's just something just to keep praying for our school systems and you know our teachers and staff and people that are leading. But I saw a picture of a a, um, a lunchroom, and all the kids were spaced out six wow. feet apart. You know, so they're six feet on the same side, and then uh, you know, kind of. It, they made a they made like a a triangle you right. know and and on the other side they were in between the other two and i mean seeing little kids little elementary kids sitting that far apart it breaks your heart yeah. man mm-hmm. um you know again you you're giving them ability to do something that you know with a pandemic they couldn't do but at the same time it's just like what are we what are we losing yeah. you know you know, with that, and and that's where we have to, as as individuals, make wise decisions. You know, in in what we do and how we how we follow the mandates that are set forth, but at the same time, not losing community, not losing fellowship, not losing relationships with others, which is. We were created for relationship mm-hmm. with God and with others. I mean, that's what we were created yeah. to have. And so, you know, we can't. We we definitely want to be mindful of of creating safety, but at the same time, not to lose who we are. Mm-hmm. You know, as individuals, because the more we we isolate, you know, the more chances we have of of slipping from what what we really are in our identity and and creating you know issues that will psychologically affect us for years and years to come. Yeah. In our kids especially, you know. I mean, Mm -hmm. they've adapted so much better than adults, you know, through this whole thing. But, you know, you know, we're not gonna see the the effects of this for years and and and, you know, God will come through as he always does. Mm -hmm. um, and we can trust that. Um so uh, kind of the the church segment here, uh we have been going through a series um, through the entire pandemic thus far. Thus far. Ephesians. (laughs) Hey, good job, Cody. In Ephesians. And um, we're we're finishing it up. Uh, We're in Ephesians 3. Um, We actually, we covered 14 verses in one weekend. Yeah. That's a record for this series. Yeah. I feel like I was in the library at Sunday. You were just reading this book, and I'm just like, "Oh, come <laughs> on! <laughs> listen to this." It wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but we talked about um, just discouragement, and we talked about how Paul kind of addresses, you know, this this idea of him being in prison and what that could mean as far as God failing him from the aspect of if he's a Christian, if he's doing everything right, then why is he in prison? You know, and and how Paul essentially says, listen, I'm Christ's prisoner. Christ put me in prison. And how, not always, but there are times in life as Christians where we do everything right, and yet we still struggle and go through hardships. And the only way that we get through that is if we have a godly perspective that is, no matter what happens to me, if what I do glorifies God, so be it. I do it for Him and not for myself. Mm-hmm. Our the center of our lives has to be has to be focused on Him, and that goes with everything that we do. You know, from our jobs, our financial, you know, positions, you know, our relationships, you know, whatever it is. If God's the center, then no matter how difficult things may be. We can we can overcome them because the focus is him and not us. If it's selfish, then we're always going to feel like we're getting let down. But if it's for him, then we can suffer gladly, you know, in in those times. And that's what Paul wanted us to see, you know. And that was dealing with Ephesians three uh, verses one through thirteen. This week, if you want to read ahead, we're going to talk about Paul's prayer, and it really is the climax of the book of Ephesians. 
um, and and we're going to get into that. But we'll, if you want to read ahead, it's Ephesians three fourteen through twenty one, and we'll be talking about that prayer that he had for the Ephesians. And and even though the the book of Ephesians has the title Ephesians, it was it was written to a general population of Christians, and it's written to us as well. And so we can pull a lot from that. Um, so. That's what I got for uh, sermon stuff and, and kind of keeping us uh, going with that midweek. Good deal. Nice. And on to Cody. Do we have a language this week? Zin Chow. Zin Chow. Yeah, nice. That's, that what? is Vietnamese. Vietnamese. Yeah. I, I don't think I've used that one yet. I mean, I'm kind of getting like, my mind's kind of getting crossed with what languages <laughs> I've used. <laughs> I probably should have wrote them all down. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. Say it with an accent. What kind of accent? Why well, it uh, a Vietnamese accent? Of course, it's Vietnamese. Zin Chow. Is that good? That's a deep Zin Chow. Okay, we'll 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 take it. Nice. I don't know. I've been to Vietnam, but it, what? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. When? Two thousand and five. Military. I, of course, yeah. I did a. It was my final flight, and I did a repatriation. So, <clears throat> a lot of people don't know, but. Um, the U.S. government still has people in all the old war zones uh, searching for remains and bodies. And so wow. uh, we were able to bring home uh, three soldiers. Oh, my uh, goodness. And did a repatriation on American soil. Uh, so it was really, I don't like to say it was a rewarding trip, but um, it was it was an eye-opening experience. And uh, so we still have active duty members searching for past service members. Now, were you were you... On the medical side of that? I was not. I was an aircraft mechanic. Mechanic. Yes. Okay. Slightly different from what I do now. Yeah. yeah. A lot different from what A you lot. Do yeah. Yeah. You went from working on planes to working on people. That would, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Same idea, right? <laughs> different parts. Yeah, you know. The spare parts are more important now, I guess. Well, good. Um, we're going to get into uh, a topic that has, I mean, I, I guess, created some of the greatest polarization in our nation uh, than maybe any other time in history. I mean, I don't know that that's exactly an accurate statement, but, you know, at least, you know, from the time that I've been alive and even the time in world history that, that you know, I'm familiar with, um, that's been the case. But, but that, the subject being politics. Mm. We've got an election coming up um, in November. And, you know, as it is every year, I mean, essentially there are two choices. You know, right. it's Democratic, the Democratic Party or the Republican Party. Um and and the vote is, how do they say it? The Biden bus or the Trump train? Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, that's their slogan. <laughs> the, the transport references. <laughs> Why did they go with transport? Because they're going to carry you to the final destination. Is that what? Which is glory and whatever eye the beholder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whichever way you want to look at it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think we're past the glory days of politics. <laughs> um, maybe not, mm. but it sure seems. Like there isn't a lot of hope in regard to that, mm-hmm. um, and you know we have a president in power now who, um, who has probably as much as anybody created that polarization uh, from just the way that he's handled the office, um, and so it's you know it's really. I mean, you, you, it's become, the language has become very brutal and strong uh, from a standpoint of what's being said from, from each side. Mm-hmm. I mean, my goodness, man, like, you know, where do you even begin mm. with this? There seems to be little room for common ground, and there, you know, there has to be some out there, you know, and it just doesn't seem like that ever gets addressed or talked about, and it seems to be everybody's on one side or the other, and you can't seems to be you can't agree if you disagree what i mean you know you 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 serve in in an area where you know you have a lot of veterans that you see on a daily basis and you know i mean as you talk about this at your workplace nelson like what what do you what do you hear like what are people saying what are the statements 
you know, for Joe Biden that you're hearing, and what are the statements for Trump that you're hearing in your it's in extremely your arena? Uh, it's extremely suppressed. Uh, we're actually, as employees, told not to discuss. That's the same for us. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, between coworkers is, I mean, is a gray area, um, but it's encouraged that you don't because of the polarization. Uh, the last election cycle, um, we actually had to start turning the TVs off in the waiting rooms because there were verbal altercations in the waiting room about the candidates. Really? Absolutely. Mm. Yes. Like so, what? Like what? What are they fighting about specifically? I mean, did you know? Do you know that? Not specifically. It's just you know, it was just the the conversations just always seem to get heated about it. So we just removed that variable and just put on the Weather Channel. So even that is exciting <laughs> to talk about now yeah. with the hurricanes. <laughs> that would be bad right now. With, with, if the hurricanes yeah. weren't there, then They'd that might get a little yeah. boring. <laughs> 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 the Weather Channel has stepped their game up, though. They I, show some videos and stuff. I mean, I say, keep saying it. I'm a nerd. I, I mean, I like the Weather Channel. <laughs> well, you have to. I mean, you you're watching it all day now. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, Cody, from your standpoint, I mean, just same question from from a workplace. Yeah, I mean, just and and just you know, I mean, it's not just for you. It's not just workplace, but I mean, you have other avenues where maybe those discussions come up. And Nelson, that goes back to you. You know. What 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 are those conversations like? What what are you hearing? Like, just in regard to that, like yeah, I mean, same with Nelson. I I we're not allowed to discuss politics, and while working the job, if if there are people that speak to us out in the public about it, we're told basically just to let them know we're not allowed to do that. We can't give our political opinion while we're being paid by the city of Wilmington. Right. Um, you know, personally. I'm Southwest Ohio, and I would like to say predominantly the people that I'm associated with or around are conservative people. So I hear a lot about supporting Trump. You know, I have a family member who is a diehard Trump fan, and he will argue to to no end to get somebody to understand that Trump is the best man in this world. And he's the extreme that you're kind of alluding to, and that was – He's almost divide. Was that word divisive? Divisive. D- divisive. There you go. Big word for me. Divisive. Um, and with his views, I mean, it, it it even makes me kind of turned off at times. Like, man, calm down. Like, what are you what are you doing? Um, you know, that's right now. I think that's it's playing into what the totality of everything else is going on in our world. You know? That was a big word too, dude. Yeah, yeah I can use that one because <laughs> I, I type that a lot. Do you know it in <laughs> Vietnamese? No. Wait, do you? No. <laughs> no, I do not. I was about to be really impressed. Yeah. <laughs> I should have just thrown something out there. <laughs> then we'd call you Nate because he always does that. He acts like he knows something he doesn't. Then he's like, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't really know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's... What do you think creates that? Well, I mean, why do you... Why, you know, I, I'll just say from my standpoint... If you ask me, am I a Trump supporter, I would say, no, I'm not. Um, I, I, don't, I don't really like the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I struggle with how he's handled and conducted himself in that office. You know, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm not basing the decision that I make in November on who I'm going to vote for on a lot of the things that I don't like about him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, so, are, are you ever going to have a perfect candidate that suits what, in your personal opinion, it suits everything that you want out of a president? Are you ever going to have that? Only if I was running for office. I was going to say Jesus, but you're not even close. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> I was on the Cody train. That yeah. Cody, the Cody car, I guess. The Cody yeah. car. No, it's the Cody cab. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, I, I, no. Right. But at the same time, you know, I could say this. Uh, the Is it George W. Bush was the most recent Bush that was in office? Yes. I, I would say, like, he was much more likable. He's like that, you know, that guy that, the the grandpa <laughs> that you meet at the gas station that, mm-hmm. you know, ooh, hey. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, you, you liked him, but, but. You know the the thing that I really struggle with him is just he just seemed 
sometimes just not very intelligent with, you know, how he handled himself, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that regard, though, I mean, that's Trump has been very polarizing. Mm-hmm. What I, again, what the question asks, what, what do you, what do you think is creating this polarization that we're seeing? You know, that, that it is, that is create, that is, that people are becoming so extreme that they'll defend every single thing this person does, regardless of, you know, the lasting effects that it could have on, you know, our nation. I would play, I would play some part of that as the media is partially responsible. Absolutely. I would also say that both candidates, Biden and Trump, are so extreme and polarizing each other that the followers who are, you know, diehard Trump or diehard Biden, you know, jump onto that bus or that, or that train, and then you know they constantly collide. I think that there's there's a responsibility there as a leader that causes that that issue. What and what do you think that is like? What should be the guideline there? I mean, what what do you think people's standards are for that? I don't. I don't really know. I, I think it's more socially accepted to be this way toward each other than it was 20 years ago. You know, I think it's more accepted that if you don't agree with somebody else's opposition or their viewpoint that you just could essentially fight. Um, I don't, don't, don't you think there's more avenues for that now too with like with social media and with oh, Twitter? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, you know, 20 years ago you might have an opinion, but you might say it to your family and that's as far as it goes. But sure. now everybody's so ready to put yeah. it out in the world for everyone to see, to get all that reaction. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, that's honestly, that's where I see 90% of any political opinion is on social media. You know, right. that's, I, I tend to try to stay away from expressing my views or, or, you know, unless somebody asks me and it's somebody I can, I can have a conversation with that I trust I can have a conversation with. But yeah, I typically see that on social media where people will, somebody will post something and then they have friends who oppose those, those views and then they get into this heated battle and it goes back to like the fourth podcast we've had on this. And I said, I've never seen a disagreement resolved on social media. So yeah. I, I don't yeah. understand why we, why we spend so much time, you know, doing that. Yeah. yeah. I agree. And I, and I think, you know, I don't, I don't see, you know, the, from that standpoint, it's been, it's been a acceleration of that for the last several years. And I do think you're right. I think social media plays a very big role in that, you know, and the media has tapped into that in, in even what they, how they portray things, you know, and, and the people that are being hired into these positions are becoming more extreme mm-hmm. left or right. You're, you're seeing very few avenues where discussion of the middle ground is happening, you know, where... Hey, listen. Like, I, I, I won't go far right on this, and I won't go far left on this. Like, I, you know, I think we have to stay somewhere in the middle. You know, you, you're not, you're not hearing those discussions. You're right. hearing the extremes, and that's being super focused on and promoted. You know, mm-hmm. in a unbelievable way, uh, more so than ever. Yeah. Um, and you know, I don't, I don't know what. I don't, I don't know how you alleviate that, you know, because if, you know, if I walked in the gas station here in Leesburg and I said, yeah, I'm going to vote for Joe Biden. I, I don't know that, you know, I think even people that are more moderate would be like almost up in arms about it. Am I wrong? I, I mean, I don't think you're wrong. I don't about that statement. I, I think you should be able to do that. Um, but I don't think in this current climate and locale, that you would be wrong. You know, everybody, it seems to be, I mean, like you just started with polarization. Everybody's extreme left or extreme right. It seems like, and we're missing the middle, which is probably where most people are at. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and that's, you're not hearing the voice of those people. And so, you know, you have these polls being taken on, 
you know, who, who are people going to vote for? I don't even know that we've got a good snapshot of what that really is because the people that, that probably are thinking more on that, Hey, listen, like, let's weigh this, you know, from a, you know, from a more balanced stance, you know, their voices are not being heard or not even being, they're not, they're not speaking up. You're not hearing those people speak up. It's, it's, it's your, it's, it's these extremes. And even like when we talk about, you know, you know, I think I'm almost, you know, we talked about George Floyd on a podcast, but if we talked about, you know, the, um, what was the, the one that happened this, this week in Wisconsin? What was his name? Jacob Blake. Blake. Jacob yeah. Blake. Yeah, Jacob Blake. Now, I, I'm fearful to even start that conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, because you do, it's it's either you're, you think this guy is absolutely, perfectly innocent and it's completely the cop's fault, or you are supporting the cops and so you hate black people. Well, I mean, I th- that's... That's the that's that's huge polarization, and it's just not a fair right. assessment of 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 what's actually happening. Yeah, I think I mean the the two biggest op- opposition or views from that would be, um, you know, the people that say, well, let's wait till all the facts come out. The people who who don't want to hear that, they'll blast them for saying that. Yeah, for even saying, hey, listen, like I I don't know, right. I don't know. It's not okay to not know, right? Where, or, how you feel yet? Yeah, or or it's the opposite view, where it's the people that see the initial video and make their determination from that video. The opposing view says, "What are you doing? You can't just make a judgment off of a ten second video clip. You have to wait till all the facts." So they're just constantly button heads. Yeah, you know that's where's the middle line of that? You know that's 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 a tough situation. And then the fallout of that are riots, and then that shooting in Wisconsin where that guy's yeah. carrying that rifle to the middle of a bunch of rioters. Yeah. Not I to mean, mention this hurricane. I mean, my, and COVID's still here. <laughs> I mean, is Jesus, is Jesus coming back yet? Is, is can, that what this means? I can tell you. So the other day, <laughs> the other day, I'm, I was in, uh, I was in uh, the shop at uh, um, the grain bin facility that we're working on right now, and this huge, I think it was a mud dauber. But as soon as I saw it, it's, I mean, it's the size of my hand and I'm thinking murder hornet. Like (laughs) we forgot talking about those things anymore. We forgot about those. (laughs) (laughs) They're still stuck in Seattle. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and it hit, it has. And, and again, I, I don't say this, you know, to, to, to try to, well, uh, let me let me let me say it this way: the the idea of this podcast is to be able to talk about things that we couldn't talk about sure. you know, in in just a normal venue, right? But some of the conversations that we have before the podcast, I, I would almost be scared to have those conversations. That's being put out on record on record for other people to listen to because. Of of how how people are thinking, you know, in the sense of the extremity or the extremes that we're going to one side or the other. I mean, one little comment we talked about before the podcast started. We talked about Drew Brees and the comment that he made. I mean, this is a guy who is a good dude, got a good family, has had an unbelievable NFL career. He made one comment and just got blasted, you know, and and yeah, maybe it was uninformed. But how many uninformed conversations have we had where we're just we're trying to figure it out? And I think that's what what we've lost is the ability to have conversations that maybe I don't know, but talking about it helps me think through it. And knowing that I'm not going to get absolutely destroyed for being ignorant, you know, of of any given situation. And mm-hmm. isn't that like how um, like we talk about Joe Rogan? And he, how many millions of followers does he have on yeah. you know on his channels and and that's he he discusses things and he wants to learn things yes. and sometimes it's not the politically correct thing or the politically correct person across the table from him but he wants to know that viewpoint mm-hmm. and that's important that's 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 how you educate yourself and that's how you learn and mm-hmm. you hear a lot of those guys that do that and Joe Rogan's one of them and he says listen I have seasons where I just 
I don't get on Twitter. I don't read any of the posts because if I do, you know, I'm going to feel horrible about myself because what do we naturally gravitate to? The negative things, right. you know? I could have a hundred people walk out of church and say, you know, good sermon, Kevin, you know, and I could have one guy say, it was like you were reading a book up there and it just <laughs> destroys <me>. Yes! <laughs> it, it sinks me to the ground. Yeah, I'm, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I say that lighthearted. I'm, I'm, I'm it doesn't really, but but it's a, that is the truth. I mean, it's the same thing with our wives, right? Mm-hmm. You could say a hundred nice things, and that one thing that you say negative absolutely destroys their day. Yep. Uh, I talked to a, a lady today, and and she's like, "I'm having a good day." And when you called, you know, I, I was afraid maybe you'd have bad news, and I, I was I was hoping it wouldn't ruin my day. You know, you know it, but it 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 did. It takes sometimes one comment mm-hmm. to ruin to ruin that, and and the reality is like it. It creates a tension, even with the things that we discuss here on this podcast, because, you know, what if it's not what this other person agrees with, and what if they are vocal about it? Right. You know, we had a comment on one of our sermons uh, that we posted online, and the comment was, um, very good performance, but how is God how does God feel about this? And it was negative in the sense of like, and and I can't, I don't know exactly what she was referencing. Maybe it was that we had like five or six or seven people on stage and they were not exactly six feet apart or whatever. But, you know, again, very strong view on the pandemic and how we should react. And, you know, we should stay in our homes and we should not go out and we should not go on with life until this is all over with. That's a very extreme view versus I'm not going to wear a mask and you're not going to tell me what to do and I'm going to do whatever I want, you know, and, and, and people don't see the middle ground that, Hey, you know, what are we losing in this? Again, what I talked about at the beginning of the podcast, like socially, what are we losing in community? What are we, what are we losing in relationship? What, those are the things that we have to talk about, you know, as we're, as we're going through these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, 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 and the reason, I mean, I feel like we've, we've went down a rabbit hole here to an extent and gotten away from maybe the, the main theme here, but I think you almost have to, because all of this plays into this discussion on politics, you know? And, and so I guess I would preface that with this. As we discuss politics, you know, we're not doing it in a way that we say you have to vote this way or, or that way. We're doing it because we want to have an open dialogue so that we can make the best decision for this nation for the next four years. Mm-hmm. Wherever you vote, I mean, that's your decision. But but how you vote, you know, um, we, we can talk about that. We can talk about these things in a way that I'm not saying that I'm a Trump supporter and I'm not saying that I'm a Biden supporter. I'm saying that we need to have these discussions in order for us to make the best decisions for this nation, for ourselves, uh, for our families, for our livelihoods, Mm -hmm. you know, as we go forward, because these will have long lasting, you know, um, effects on, on, on our world and, and on our lives. Who are you voting for, Cody? I'm going to vote for Willie Nelson. <laughs> a write-in vote. <laughs> Good answer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. When you guys go to make a decision on who you're going to vote for, what plays into that for you? Like, what are the main things that, that you look at in a candidate you know, to, to make that decision. And maybe I can make it more general if you're scared to say that. Um, the, the more general thing is what should we be thinking about as we go into making these decisions? I think you make the vote that whatever candidate or, or party aligns with the moral compass we're supposed to uphold as Christians. And I think that one of the top big topics that's easy to discuss when it comes to morals would be abortion. You know, there's, there's a strong, um, strong support of not allowing that on one side. And there's a, there's a side, you know, the opposite side, 
and I'm not saying everyone on the opposite side thinks it should be legal, but there is a reflection from that t- from that party that says, "Hey, we support abortion, or we support this just in a in a certain type of way." Um, that's one of the you know that's one area that I look at. Um, just anything you know, and I I'm a, yeah I'm a cop, so like any party on a personal level that I feel like supports my profession, um, you know, I'm not saying that I'm voting for Trump, but one of the things that I did like that he said is he recognized there, there needs to be reform in policing. And, and you know what, I, we've had these conversations off the record, you know, and I wholeheartedly agree. Like there's, there needs to be different trainings implemented and, and, um, culture diversity and all that stuff. But, you know, he, he has given a lot of money and grants made available for police. And, you know, that was something that was opposed to an extent. I don't want to, I don't know if that's the right word, but with the previous president where police were put in this negative light. Um, in what ways? I, Cause I'm, I'm not as familiar with that. Well, I mean, I think that, man, this is a tough topic. This is, <laughs> we can't talk about we this on knew, Sundays. We knew this yeah. was going to be a tough topic. Yeah. yeah. Well, we were, I mean, we were not chipper when we got here today. No, 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 <laughs> Sure. Uh, you know, and again, I'm not speaking for the entire side of this one political party, you know, whenever, whenever you can name the party. Well, I I mean, Democrats, you know, the Democratic Party, not speaking for everyone who is a Democrat, because I know there are, I know Democrats personally that are friends of mine that are really good people. We don't agree with certain things, but we still, at the end of the day, love each other. Um, But they have made this push that police are bad. Um, You know, there's, there's, there's even the extreme where they want to defund the police. Mm Mm-hmm. And bring in social workers to handle mental cases, you know, and, and other type of cases, decriminalize drugs, which part of that I agree with. Honestly, it's crazy as a conservative individual that you would hear that from me. But I do agree to an extent, just not trafficking part of it. Yeah. Um, well, and explain that because I think that's there's a very I mean, I don't think a lot of our listeners would like understand exactly what you're saying with that. So explain that a little bit, because I think that the explanation that has a lot of value sure. in that discussion because, you know, when there is a, is a general is a generalization that's going to happen when it comes to drugs right. from people that know nothing about the drug game, you know, right. uh, the way they're going to say drugs are bad. Mm-hmm. People that don't do drugs are good. Yeah. And it's not that simple. Sure. I don't have a calculated plan for this. I just think that when when you're speaking of drug users only, not the individuals who traffic drugs, but drug users only, I think there needs a program. And I'm not saying that. Well, they get hit, they get caught with a gram of meth or heroin, um, and then they every time they do that, they have to go to some type of a treatment facility. I'm not saying that's the the end all be all answer. I'm just saying that incarcerating them in in a in a place with other individuals predominantly who have done the same thing to get to that point, they get what they call institutionalized. And so if you put a 19 year old boy in prison for a possession charge, he's going to meet this 30 year old guy and he's going to teach him how to make money in a criminal way. And they educate each other with criminal thinking. And so so, no rehabilitation is going to happen. Right. I mean, they offer that in state, state prisons, but I've, from I did work in a prison for a short stint, and from the conversations I've had, these guys say, hey, look, we're doing this to get our time cut down just to get out here earlier than our expected release date. Um, you know, And I'm not saying every single one that gets, gets released goes back to their old lifestyle, but st- stats don't lie, and statistically, they always do. Um, but I'm, I'm so just, would you say, and, and again, I'm not saying that you have to make like this this specific yeah. statement on this, but the legalization of drugs, where do you stand on that? I, I'm going to say that man, I'm putting you in a corner, man. Cause like <laughs> I have opinions on this, but I'm just trying to limit and make this not. Hmm. So <laughs> dude, here's, I wish we could take a picture uh, and post it with the podcast and make it the cover photo. Woo. Because if you saw his, the steam rolling out of his yeah. ears right now, like it's impressive. Right. Well, I think the I think the question goes back to: Do you allow um, this to become legal 
and then that to become legal to eventually you allow everything to become legal, right? right so I right. think if you're going to it's start... It's a slippery slope. Right, yeah. We kind of talked about that last week or the week before. I think if you legalize marijuana, recreational, I think that that's the wrong decision to make. And the reason why I say that is because Colorado is an example of that. Their serious crime rate has dramatically went up like 240% since 2008. It was 2009 or eight when it became recreationally legal. And the reason behind that is there's still a black market for marijuana that's cheaper than what you get from the state that's taxed. So obviously the people that are growing this illegally and selling it illegally, they're, they're business people. And so they're going to undercut the state cost to sell. And then what's happened is you see all these drug deals gone bad. We had, we've have one right now in Wilmington. I can't discuss cause it's still under uh, court proceedings, but I can tell you that there was an individual that was shot and killed from it over marijuana. So whenever people think that marijuana is not that bad of a drug to the individual person using it, I would probably agree with you. I would say that's really not much different than alcohol. Um, but when it comes to the game or what I call the game or the trafficking of marijuana, or selling of marijuana, that is a very dangerous game. Um, so I don't think that legalization of drugs... Now, what is, about something like this, something that's already legalized that that would be along the same lines, has created more crime? Anywhere a casino goes up, mm-hmm. the crime increases. Sure. I don't know what the percentage is. I don't I just, either. I, I know, you know, statistically, like, crime increases significantly. That's why Wilmington voted no years ago and it got moved to Cincinnati because they didn't want the crime rates to go up. Exactly. And so, you know, it's creating the same thing that like you're saying has happened in Colorado. Mm -hmm. So, but that's okay because we've gone past that, but it's not for marijuana. And and where do you draw the line and why do you draw the line, you know, in, in, in something like that? I I don't know that you have the answer. I don't don't really anybody does. Yeah. But, but again, I think that's those are things that that have to be weighed, you know, as we sure. think about that. I don't disagree with what you're saying. In fact, I agree completely, you know. But at the same time, like there's so much to that. It's not a simple yes or no. Um, there's so much that goes into that, as with any of these things that we're discussing politically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I again back to your original question as to you know what I what I look at when I'm. Um, voting, uh, you know, for that candidate, you know, that's, that's essentially what I said earlier is it in a nutshell, just what, what party represents what I believe in. And, you know, first and foremost is, is, you know, my faith. And so that's, that's what I look at every single time. And again, I, I recognize, like you said, Donald Trump, there's a lot of things I don't like about the man. I think he's an arrogant jerk. Um, and that's the easiest way of saying it. I think he says things. I think the COVID situation, I think he was too arrogant about that. You know, I think that he should take some uh, reprimands for that. For the things he said, um, calling it, still calling the, the China, what do you call it, China virus. Some people think it's comical, but I think that, you know, th- is that really a necessary thing to say as a president, as the most powerful person in, in the world? Should you, should you call it that? Um, I don't think you should. How much, <clears throat> because the, I mean, this is another thing that you have to think about. So, in, in, I think identifying what you're saying versus about the policies versus his character. Mm -hmm. Because morally, would you say Trump's a good moral example? I would, I hate to speak on somebody's morals if I don't know him personally, but what he exuberates to the public, I would say no. So again, so then the, the, I, I think the same thing. And so I would say, I would say, you know, you said you base it on morals and I think that, you know, specifying what morals you're specifically talking about mm-hmm. is important. So I, and I think that being abortion is a policy, you mm-hmm. know, it, it absolutely for us morally, it has uh, you know, ground. And, and so it's easy to define it that way, but it is a policy. And so where you stand on that policy, you know, is going to be more important. Cause if I say morally, you know, I would, I would, that would, in my opinion, I think reference more his, him and his character and where mm-hmm. he, and I would say, I don't, I don't, I don't support that. Right. I don't support him as a, a morally good and good charactered person. I mm-hmm. don't absolutely not. But, I stand 
for pro-life, you know, in the sense that I think we should protect, you know, innocents from dying. And I believe, you know, when abortions happen, it is, you're taking a life. I, I believe, I have that belief as a Christian. Um, I feel very strongly about that. And so I think that should define where we vote. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, keep going, you know, talking about, you know, where we, where you stand as far as him as a, in his character and his moral personally. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I probably wouldn't be his friend if he was uh, somebody that was just walking. If He's that, got a lot of money though. I'm, that doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> man, Cody, you're a matter. good dude. That doesn't matter. You know that? Me. You're a good dude, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm driving a truck with 220,000 miles. It doesn't matter. You to did? Me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I, I think that, you know, his, I have issues with that. I have issues, um, like I said, with how he handled COVID. Now I do want to, I would give him the applause and say that his response to the States and what the States needed. I think that was very impressive. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's something that he, you know, he's done well with. He's a businessman, you know, businessmen are tough to love, you know, cause typically on the surface without knowing him again, personally on the surface, they appear to be all about themselves. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's kind of the persona they put out. And well, Greg said it weird or said it well when he said, listen, I'm weird. Sure. And I think there are, you know, some people that, you know, there are not, you know, there's a, the demographic of, of, of types like Trump. There aren't a lot. And so you don't really know the guy, right. you know, like, like you, you're seeing this persona that he puts out there that probably doesn't fully capture like who he is as a man, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, how the media is portraying him and, and then him feeding into it by not bending and apologizing, but rather doubling down, or you know, atta- or attacking or, yeah, well, it's that doubling yeah. down, right? I'm like, listen, you're saying I'm wrong and maybe, maybe I am, but I'm going to double down and I'm going to be even more wrong mm-hmm. to prove you wrong because I'm a, I'm going to win this. Mm-hmm. That's that mentality. It's I'm going to win at all costs, mm-hmm. um, which in some ways, you know, you want a guy like that. In other sure. ways, you're like, especially with foreign, you know, uh, relationships, like, that. that's not always the best way to handle those situations. Yeah. Nelson, what, I mean, your thoughts. I thought Cody was doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I think it boils down to um, particular policies that are important to you uh, morally or uh, just personally. Um, and I think, Another avenue to look at is constitutionally based on how you feel about the Constitution of the United States of America and what you feel, what candidate you feel is more in line with that Constitution as as being a citizen of the United States. So, um, I, I think it's impossible to have a candidate that's perfect in every. Can you list your top five policies that you would like? You would say, I mean, and, and if maybe you might not get them all five exactly right, but like, what would you say? Like, are the top five things that you're that are gonna that that are going to inform um, your decision? Abortion policies, yeah. Second Amendment policies, which is guns, which would be firearms, yes, yeah. and the pew regulation pew. of pew pews. Um, the uh, Separation of church and state and allowing people to... Religious freedoms. Religious freedoms. Right. Uh, the freedom of speech and the yeah. ability to speak uh, peacefully, whatever you want to say. Um, I don't think... Even if it's a disagreement, you should be able to allow, allowed to say it. Um, and even even if I don't... Dis, if I don't agree with it, I think it's important that everybody has a voice and um, everybody has that opportunity to voice their opinion. Which almost seems like you know that's what social media i think you know it's the platform i think that had that in mind you know when it was created and i think it was you know very good for that i think relationships was a big part and why it really took off you know you were able to stay in contact with people that you never could but it gave a voice to people that normally wouldn't have a voice sure yeah but it's almost like the underlying and we talked about this already, but the underlying idea behind that is to silence people that don't agree with you now. The censorship of people right. that don't agree. And it's not you know. that we've lost our freedom of speech, but we've lost it from a, from a, um, uh, you know, just a, a social um, standpoint, right. I guess. 
Well, I mean, and, and we're sitting here, and we're, we're nervous talking about these subjects, and there should be no reservation in talking about that, just right. because the, we're fearful of the judgment of people and what, what they might have, you know. And if, if I have a wrong opinion, I want someone to be able to educate me and tell me in a, in a, in a decent way on how I'm right. incorrect. And then we can have a discussion about it, and my view could change. As I've, you know, as I've grown, I'm, a lot of my views have changed on things, mm-hmm. and that's through learning from other people. You know, and a friend of mine, he, uh, he said that it's okay to be passionate about something. It's good to be passionate about something, but it's not okay to demonize someone who's not passionate about the same thing or disagrees with that. So, I mean, I think it's important that, you know, people are able to disagree. I think, you know, I, it, 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 it kind of does amaze me sometimes though, that out of what, almost 400 million people in the nation that our two options boil down to this year. It's Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. That it's, it's pretty incredible out of the resources that we have and the, and the amazing people we have, how that's our option. Well, and, but the reality is this, you know, and, and may, and I think one of the things that made Donald Trump a breath of fresh air when he first ran for office was that he was not going to conform to the the, the Republican right. party right. the norm of right. what it you was, should be it was different <clears throat> it was and and I think I, I think we look at Joe Biden and and I think maybe the problem that we would that we would have with him is you you, you don't see a guy who is going to stand on his own two legs he's going to stand on the party's legs mm-hmm. you know versus Donald Trump, for for all the bad that he is, um, and and the you know even the person that he is, like he's not just going to align with the Republican Party just it, to align with the I Republican mean, even Party. Even in business, you see it all the time where companies are you know plateauing or going stagnant, and they've got to shake something up. And I think a lot of people viewed him as that, where it was an opportunity that was out of the norm, and out of just out of the norm. And so they could able to maybe shake up the party or shake up the entire institution to, to try to make it better. I think, I mean, I think that's what everybody's goal was. Yeah. I, I completely agree with that. Um, and I think even, even now, like going into this 2020 election, I still think that you, you have, you know, this guy who is, you know, doing some things that, from an economical standpoint outside of, you know, what's happened with COVID and, and you really have to kind of eliminate that. I mean, because I, I don't know that any president who has had to dump that much money into stimulating the economy and, and everything that's happened, you know, that I don't think we can put on him, you know, yeah. I, I don't know that anybody would have been in a good situation from that standpoint. And, but economically, I mean, you know, things were really good, you know, prior to that. And, and so as a businessman, like, you know, he's, he's come through in some of those ways, um, you know, from a, uh, like I say, a, a personal, like who he is. I've said several times where I just wish they would give him a fake phone. <laughs> you know? Fake followers that could you know, make comments and didn't stuff. really go. You know? <laughs> you know? yeah. I heard a, um, I, I, it was um, uh, an NFL guy uh, was speaking at one of the rookie um, trainings they do. They send the rook, all the rookies through these trainings, and he said, you know, like, don't hit send. Don't hit send. Don't and, and, man, yeah. that's a lesson that Donald Trump, if he would have just listened to that advice, <laughs> could have saved himself so much grief. My goodness. Um yeah, take his phone away. <laughs> that, it, we, it, I wish we could vote for that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Under this, yeah, we'll under take this Trump, condition. but you got to take his phone away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you, you know, you, you listed for what, what would you say is one other that maybe comes to mind for you as far as like wh- who, you know, how you're going to vote and, and what policies, you know, are most important? Uh, I mean, the... I'd say that the like they like to say the the hill that you would choose to die on. Um, my two most important issues, well, three would be religious freedoms, um, the abortion policies, and the Second Amendment. Yeah, 
What I mean, about you, Cody? Like, I know you said abortion. What, what are some others that, that are going to play into, you know, how you vote in November? I would say, like, just their economic plan would be, you know, something I would look at and strongly consider. Again, like you said, Trump, he is a business guy, and he's done really well. So that's something that, you know, with the track record prior to COVID, like you said, we can't, can't take that into account. And if you want to talk to the extreme, they would probably tell you that the Democratic Party calls the coronavirus. And it's going to be gone after the election. I've heard that one. So, um, but yeah, I th- I th- you know, and, and he brought up a good point. The uh, religious freedoms, you know, you, uh, was it California? They're threatening to arrest anybody who's there's certain areas of California where they're threatening to arrest people who are gathering in church and singing in church, singing so, in church and things of that things effect. Heard, yeah. And, you know, if I had a president that supported that, I think I would have an issue with that. You know, I didn't, I don't disagree with the church's decisions to not come in and celebrate doing online. I think that's a good idea, but I also don't think the state should be able to step in and right. stop that. And if there's a president out there that supports that view of what I have, I, you know, that's something I would strongly, strongly consider when voting. So a lot of people have made this presidential election year all, all, a lot about race. Mm-hmm. Um, it's well, honestly, if we want to speak honestly, I think it's because they recognize that will get them into presidency is so when Barack Obama ran for president, there was, I can't remember the numbers now, but there was a surplus of black voters, those two elections. And I think these guys who run for president see that. So they want to cater to that and jump on that ship to get them to, to, to vote. I think that's yeah. I, th- I think I've heard it's not it's not one on the extremes. It's one on the people swaying the people in the middle, right? And and race would be a big contributing factor to to yeah. win that card. Yep. Um. So from that standpoint, like you know, who 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 do you think has the upper hand? I mean, because I it you know I think you, you're what you see in the media is. You know that that Biden, from 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 a racial standpoint, has is has a better outlook. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know that that necessarily represents the population as a total. You know, like it should, but but at the same time, maybe it does. Yeah. I don't know. I I think you know this this is this is a crazy election year. I mean, I don't. You guys are a couple years older, not much older than me, but I don't know if we'll ever see another era or maybe this is something new that's coming to light, but like athletes like LeBron James coming out and speaking out and telling the people that follow him or his fans to get out and vote. And he was specifically talking about voting for Joe Biden. Like I, I don't ever remember that from teenage years till now until just, you know, these last couple elections. Well, you saw it some, but you didn't see it every day. Yeah. And it wasn't, I, I don't think it was, I don't think it was um, covered as much either, you know, because you, you, you see, you watch some of these older documentaries of, of, you know, the the political stances that that certain athletes took, and a lot of them just stayed out of it completely yeah. because the same reason that you know we're saying, hey, like well, they're businessmen too. Yeah, are yeah, we? Like, is this safe to talk about? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, right. you're gonna lose if if you know if you're LeBron James and 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 half the people that like you are Republicans and you make a statement like that, then yeah. or you're going to lose an endorsement or, yeah. You know, although the popular thing now is, is, you know, from a, from a business standpoint, I mean, you're seeing, you know, big companies coming out in support of, you know, organizations like black lives matter and, and some of these other things. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the popular thing right sure. now. And so I think that's part of the reason that the, the, the um, the consequences of that and making those statements are far less, um, don't have as much power or bite to them as they would maybe in a year where some of the issues that we're seeing with, you know, um, the George Floyd thing and, and some other things like that, you know, mm-hmm. have created, <clears throat> you know, a tumultuous environment, you know, from that standpoint. Yeah. So, but I guess back to your question though, like it was essentially like which party when it, when it comes to race and stuff like that, I, I don't really weigh much into 
what I read when it comes to that, that topic, because if you go back to just the Hillary versus Donald Trump, um, election year, I mean, how many, how many times in the news or the media did you see that Hillary was winning by a landslide? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like they pulled these polls, they they did these small focus groups and all over America, they went to the the South part of of Ohio. That's predominantly conservative. And then they went over here to New York and did it, you know, where it's, um, liberal and, and she was winning by a landslide in all cultures, race, and then here comes Trump on the Trump train. Woo woo, and he he wins. I mean, so I I don't I don't buy it by end of that much. But did anybody really like Hillary? I mean, <laughs> I know I know a few. I know a few. I, know I mean, a few. really? The, oh, I mean, like her. And when I say a few, it's more than just like three or four. I knew a lot. Mm-hmm. Man, from a likability standpoint, she was a hard woman to to get. Yeah. on board with she just yeah. was not likable at all well I, I have a viewpoint on like whenever i have an opinion of something i try to try to look at it through the 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 lens of my opposer you know what i mean like if you're going to oppose something you should know what you're opposing that goes back to like what you're saying with uh educating yourself and like you just said with with hillary clinton i just i try to just get to know this this lady and i just was like man there's really nothing i like about her morally there's nothing i like about that's what she's standing for. Like I am not wasting my vote on this girl. Cause mm-hmm. I honestly, like I, I was kind of hesitant with Trump just because mm-hmm. I was just like, you know, he's never been a political guy. He's always been a business guy. Like, and sometimes business guys can be kind of, you know, conniving and they are good at selling themselves. I mean, he's one of the richest men in the world. So he's done a good job selling his product or his real estate. So I just, you know, it was a, it was a tough vote for me, but at, at the end of the day, I, I considered those topics for the most part that I, I spoke about. And that's, you know, he got my vote on, on that election. So I, um, I, you know, I think we've brought up some good points here. I, I, when it comes to what you do, the decision you make in November, it, it does have to be based on policy. Mm-hmm. If you're basing it, you know, and, and, and again, we've prefaced this, I don't know how many times throughout this, this episode of the show, Trump is not a good dude. Like, I'm not trying to say that. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to, 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 to defend him in any way. But, you know, if I'm, if I'm looking at policies and the things that I'm going to base my decision on as a Christian man, you know, I, I want religious freedoms. And, and for myself and for people that don't have the same religious views as me, mm-hmm. you know? Sure, yeah. Um, I want... Uh, the you know the the stance on 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 abortion you know I want to save those lives of of little you know babies that 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 would not have a chance to live otherwise um, and so I think the decisions have to be made on policy we have to eliminate you know our dislike of whatever individual you know and what what they are you know, from the decision on in regard to, you know, the policies they stand for is from a military standpoint, you know, from from immigration, from, you know, the the border wall, you know, from an economic standpoint, from trade, all these things are extremely important to, you know, this nation going forward in a way that it survives the next four years or deteriorates even further, you know, and I don't know that, I don't know that any president will be able to set this right. Only God essentially could fix this at this point. Right. Um, And I think all our hope is to get it. We, we want to leave this country in a better place for our children than we had it. I think, you know, and, and I didn't mean to cut you off there. Um, But I, I just feel like that's the goal is we want it to improve and get better just to be a beacon for the world. Yeah. The purpose of government um, that we see, and very little is said in the Bible. We have Jeremiah twenty nine seven. It says, "Seek the welfare of the city." You know that that has to that has to weigh on us. What what is the welfare of our city, and and how can we improve that? Just like what you said, um, it you know God has given us government. Romans thirteen one and two. Uh, he's given government authority, um, and 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 ultimately we know like whoever is put in that position, like God has allowed and set that person 
in that position. And I think there's been some really terrible leaders in in governments and countries throughout the world that like at the end of the day, whoever is elected, we need to pray for those individuals. Absolutely. And we need to pray for God's hand in this nation because as, as, as influential as that position has, they are not God and they will not save us. You know, ultimately like, you know, our hope and our trust and our faith is in the one and only who absolutely, you know, can, can save, who absolutely, um, you know, holds the world in his hand. And, and, and so that has to come in, uh, um, into play, but, but the, the job of the government, two things, protect the rights of its citizens and punish those who violate those rights. Uh, Romans 13, uh, three and following first Timothy two, one through four, first Peter two, 13 through 15. That's it. That's, that's essentially what it says from a new Testament standpoint. Um, and, and, and what it is protect the rights of its citizens and to punish those who violate those rights. Um, and so as you make your decisions, you know, Seek God in it first and foremost, um, I, and 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 I don't know that you're going to have like this peace about this because I you know it's been you know ever since you know, George Junior you know I as when I've been able to really think about politics and, and what that means I've wanted to vote for the third party every year, uh, but the reality is, <laughs> and and this is this this is probably my biggest problem with this nation now is is that that person realistically has no chance right and so will that vote count right i I mean i would love to say yes and that we could rise up and 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 elect someone that 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 not only you know is the person that could that could live that life that, that would reflect something that i would say hey kids you know, look to this person. That that person was a good leader. They're a good person. Model your life after that and how they lived. I can't say that about Joe Biden. I can't say that about Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. I have to say to my kids, if they ask questions, no, you kind of have to ignore that. Sadly, you have to ignore that. Um, but but at the same time, like you know, their job is to protect the the rights of citizens and to punish those who don't and and so we look at those things we look at those other pieces of this you know that we've talked about you know for us it's our top fives right but but for you it may be different and and you have to base that decision on that seek God I don't know that you have peace about it but seek Him and 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 I believe you know that that He will guide that and and pray for wisdom and and pray for the men who will be leading this this country in the future. All right, boys. Another one in. Put it in the books. All right. And delete it so it doesn't get posted. (laughs) Just one button away. (laughs) Let's go to a lighthearted topic next week. Let's do that. (laughs) Thank you for joining us again on Pursuit of Purpose with uh, Nelson, Cody, and Kevin. Uh, Appreciate your support. Share uh, this. Um, We are now on iTunes. We've made it, guys. So not only can you access us on LeesburgCC.com and SoundCloud, which is where you've probably been listening to us in the past, we're on iTunes, y'all. So get on there, subscribe, uh, tell your friends, um, and uh, uh, support it. Thank you, and God bless. See you. Bye.